Did you know that a human body decomposes four times faster in water than on land? We've got all sorts of spooky, crazy, random facts and more coming up. We got lots of things, so let's rock and roll. It's Digital with Ryan O. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Ryan O. In case you didn't know, I'm Ryan O. This is my show and I know exactly what you're thinking. Is it that time of year already? Yes, it is. Here at Did You Know with Ryan O, we are the podcast all about random fun facts. We talk about pop culture, some history, some cultural references, and all sorts of stuff and more. And this week starts our horror season. But we're not going to do horror season alone because this episode we start off with the lovely and amazing Rachel O. Hello you and welcome to this podcast. It's been such a long time since you've been on this podcast. Hi, I am back. What's it been? Like at least a week or two? Probably. (laughs) So it's already September. Can you believe it? No, I can't. This year is flying. Like it went super slow and then went super quickly and it's it's absolutely nuts. That's pretty true. I mean, I don't know about the slow part. Maybe people that weren't working felt like it went by pretty slowly. And now all of a sudden it's time for things to get spooky again, but but a lot of things aren't necessarily open this year, sadly. Well, I've at least seen like the Halloween pop-up stores coming back, so that's awesome. Spirit Halloween is up and running? It is. So that means that some other store is still not open wherever they took place. That's true, too. Because for those of you who don't know, Spirit always takes place at a store that's usually just, you know, like not like like a, if a Kmart decided to go under, Spirit would be there, but only for two months out of the year. Yep. So when was the last time you were in a spirit? Probably last year around Halloween. Did did we get anything from there that time or just checking it out? I think we just check it out. Because I know the year or two before that, I got us uh, a Robin Hood and a, um, uh, a gypsy costume. Yes, that's true. Those were fun. That was about the same time that the David Pumpkins costumes were out there. <laughs> yes. Those of you who don't know, the David S. Pumpkins is from the SNL bit where Tom Hanks is wearing this pumpkin costume and he's just dancing around with these skeletons. It's one of my favorite SNL bits. It's funny. So so here we're going to talk about the awesomeness of horror season, as we do pretty much every year, where it's time to talk about some spooky and wonderful and, and ooky things. But for this particular episode, we're going to start off our giveaway. I'm giving away some merchandise, Rachel. Woohoo! Lucky people. Yeah, so in order for them to receive the merchandise, it's a contest. Um, So what's going to happen is during each of the horror season episodes, I'm going to mention one keyword. And at the end of them, if you put all of the keywords together 
and then email them to didyouknowryano at gmail.com. The first person to do so could win a hat. Don't worry, folks. It's not be sure to drink your Ovaltine. That, that's correct, because that would be like the, the weirdest thing ever. I mean, who puts a Dakota ring and wants people to buy their Ovaltine? <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> so that was like the worst keyword ever. Hey, you, buy some more stuff. So anyways, the so the code for this episode is creepy. Ooh, that's creepy. It should be. Anyways, you know what to do. Write that down. Save it for later because at the end of horror season, the first person to put in all of the keywords and email it to us is going to win a hat. It's going to be awesome. A hat. So horror season for us takes place between September and the end of October. Rachel, what are some of your favorite things to do during that time? Put up fall decorations. Like what? What are some of your favorites? I like putting up the wreath that I made on the front door that has all kinds of fall colors. Didn't you make that out of like ribbon and whatnot? I sure did. It took me like two and a half years. (laughs) But you did it. I did it. That's because I was supposed to be made out of tool, but I could never find tool. I think this is like pre-everyone else crafting, and I couldn't find any tool, so I used ribbon instead, and that took a million times longer. But you finally did it. But I did it, and I love it, so it's nice. It's pretty. Um, I, I also like, like putting up other fall decorations, like we have a bunch of ceramic pumpkins, and I like that it starts to get... A little bit cooler, even though we do live in Central Florida, and it doesn't feel that much cooler, but I know it's getting cooler, and you can smell it in the air, too. You can also feel it in your fingers and in your toes. No, that's called frostbite. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, we a lot of ceramic pumpkins are cool. I like these, the color-changing leaves are fun, too. Although we don't have that many here. But that's like why my favorite tree is a maple tree and why I'd like to plant one somewhere. If we plant a maple tree, we could decorate it and give it spooky eyes. I know, right? We can call it the spooky old tree. We at least have maple trees in our neighborhood, so. So maybe we can steal some of their leaves and put them together in like a leaf pile and just yeah, put like googly eyes in it. A googly eyed leaf pile. Yes. How <laughs> creepy would that be? Wow, folks. <laughs> Googly eye leaf flower Leaf pile Wow I can't say it Sadly I'm keeping that in Um, So then Everyone here knows that Thanksgiving is one of your favorites Um, But what are some of your favorite things to do uh, Around the Halloween time When you get closer to it Um, I mean I do like to dress up For Halloween but as an adult There's not that many occasions to dress up For it So, um, I like handing out candy, too, when it's Halloween time. I don't know how that's going to work this year. We'll see. Yeah, we're going to document it and and let you all out there know how that worked. Because, you know, we we put a skeleton out every year. That's fun, too. Yes, Harvey. Yep, Harvey Cornelius Bones. Yep. He's a good old old skeleton. He is. He's got a broken hip, but... That's what happens when you're old. Who doesn't when you're old, right? (laughs) (laughs) So so that's some of the fun things to do in the the awesomeness that is the horror season. Um, So for most of the horror season episodes, 
we go over a particular subject matter. And we're going to start off this year by talking about invisibility. Yeah, invisibility. That would not be like a superpower if you can call it a superpower that I would want. You wouldn't want that one? You wouldn't want to be like the invisible woman or something? No. She had the ability to like bend light around her and have telekinesis and stuff. The only good thing is like she could turn it on and off where like the actual horror movies, they're kind of stuck with it. So if it's a thing that you can just snap your fingers and do, yeah, you might want it. I guess so, maybe. But I mean, I spent a lot of my life feeling like I was invisible anyway, so no, I really don't. <laughs> so for for an introvert, that's not the way to go. <laughs> no. <laughs> gotcha. All right, so you'd rather have like super mega loud megaphone powers? No, I'd rather have like teleportation powers so I can go wherever I want. Okay. So you could just um, snap your fingers and be in like Canada or something. Oh, yes. Yes, I would. Or snap your fingers and be on a ranch next to horses. Okay. Or snap your fingers and be on a beach. Depends on the beach. I'm a beach snob. So let's let's, let's talk about it. Well, what do you particularly want on your beach? No people. <laughs> oh, okay, well, that's a given. What else? How and would you describe your ideal beach? Really nice soft sand with no seashells or rocks or anything that hurts my feet. I like soft sand. Does the color of the sand matter? Um, I like pretty white sand. I've always wanted to go to the Hawaiian beach that has like the black lava rock sand. It's like a black sandy beach, but I've heard it's not like soft or anything, but it's cool to look at. But if there was no one else there, you could still be able to hang out and have a good time? That's very true. Right on. What about like music or any other thing you need while you're at the beach? Music is nice if you're with friends and you're just like chit-chatting and stuff. But if you're there like kind of by yourself to be calm, then I like the sound of the waves. What about reading a book? Is that a necessity or? Um, Yeah, I like reading like a book or flipping through some magazines. I'm just relaxing. Would you be able to do so between September and November here in Florida? Um, probably. Okay. Yeah. The weather probably is pretty cooperative. Now, would you like to be invisible on a beach? What would be the point of that? Uh, I'm saying if you could bend light around you, you wouldn't get sunburnt, right? I guess, but then I'd have to be focusing on that the whole time. That's true. If it was a power that you could focus, otherwise it would be like a serum that you inject into yourself and you're that no matter what. Yeah, I'm not injecting myself with anything. Fair. (laughs) But besides that, beaches, good times. Good times at beaches. Right on. So teleportation over invisibility. Oh, for sure. Well, we've watched a lot of movies about invisible people lately. Go ahead and tell them a couple of them that we've seen lately. We watched The Hollow Man and The Invisible Man, and then Abbott and Costello meet The Invisible Man. Oh, yeah. And a little bit before that, we even watched The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. We have watched that as well. That's very true. And, of course, there's a Harry Potter with his cloak of invisibility. Uh-huh. So so there's a lot of fun ones. Um, So out of all of them, just as a quick overall... What would you say would be like one of your favorite instances of an invisible person? Like a certain scene or which one of those is my favorite movie? Either. Both. 
I mean, I do like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. The Invisible Man is helpful in their mission, I guess. Um, I did like the new Invis The Invisible Man. The film itself was like very unique in its style of cinematography and editing. Um, and to me, the storyline was pretty realistic as far as could that technology exist. So, so breaking it down um, movie by movie, that particular one, um, its technology uses, well, spoilers for those who haven't seen the most recent Invisible Man, has a dude with a suit with like a thousand tiny cameras on it. Yep, so the cameras are constantly taking pictures and projecting the image that should be in its place. Kind of like in James Bond's Die Another Day, they have the Aston Martin um, vanquish turn into the Aston Martin vanish because it does the same thing. Yes, years ahead of its time. Oh, yes, that's probably <laughs> one of the best things about that movie. Um, So in that movie, The Invisible Man, uh, it has a guy who's like, super controlling and he's trying to um, get closer to this girl that he loves slash is obsessed with. Yeah. Well, I mean, they live together and then she like escapes because she's feeling very oppressed and almost prisoner-like. And then it's reported that this guy died, but she still like feels like he's there and she also, you know, no one believes her that she's there and Which I think is going to be a common thread without all of this. Pretty much, I mean. And people think she's nuts because it's like things happen around her and they blame her. Yeah, they start to blame her for like things happening and people getting hurt. And so they end up locking her up and she ends up finding out the truth. And even the truth isn't fully revealed to anyone but the girl and you as the audience. But it ends up being lots of fun. So it's like probably one of the more realistic aspects of invisibility. Yes. Like it, it's not like a magic cloak and it's not some sciencey serum, which I, I mean, I don't know. I think that would be a really long ways off that we would be in for a sciencey serum. I think this technology with the cameras taking multiple pictures every couple of seconds is more likely. They've done a little bit of uh, of research about stuff like that. There are particular materials that you could put in front of something in order to make it become almost transparent or less visible to the naked eye based on the um, spectrum that we can see. Okay. Because that's pretty much what invisibility is. It's just it's it's bending light around something in order for... Well, it, it, it to be, but you did not see it. Yeah, they even got some materials using some different types of silvers and different chemicals here and there that they're working on in different parts of the world. Um, but it's nothing big and crazy and not easy to bend around things. So the invisibility cloak in Harry Potter would be crazy. But having like a little small piece of glass in front of an object might be more plausible. Right. Absolutely. Well, also taking pictures of something behind you and then putting its image on your stomach could make them see things behind you. Yes. Yes, it could. Like being a giant Teletubby. 
but with things awkwardly behind you instead. Uh-huh. Um, so that was The Invisible Man. Um, we also watched Hollow Man. Yikes. Yep, with Kevin Bacon. Yikes. Yeah, it was it was a chore to get through because it doesn't necessarily hold up very well nowadays. It's kind of a disgusting film. Because he's a creep. Yeah, he's a gross person. That's, that's kind of one of the, the weird things that happens with these invisible man-type movies. You either have someone that's doing creepy things that no one can see him do, or he's playing like tr- tricks on someone, or he's just trying to not be seen and get get around things. Yeah, I think the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen has like kind of a good guy in that role, where he's pretty decent guy, trying to kind of do the right thing, and only does like small practical jokes. He just his friends likes to. Um, get behind enemy lines and and help out his amigos. Yes, where most of the other invisible movies, invisible man movies, are kind of a creepy person. Yeah, <laughs> K- Kevin Bacon's character in Hollow Man. Well, he was already a kind of maniac, narcissist. <laughs> that's that's doing some really really terrible things, and then he does even more creepy creepy terrible things. In in touching people it gets really weird it gets yeah um but in the abbott and costello meet the invisible man the invisible man is like accused of murder and he's trying to clear his name so you can't find what you can't see exactly so he's trying to hide from the police while trying to clear his name but their side effects of the serum are what affect his mentality as far as like superiority or feeling of all-powerfulness that go to his head. Which, if you're... Which kind of makes sense. If you're trapped in your own isolation of, like, no one seeing you, um, that could um, cause some sort of effects on your psyche. Which probably could even be some causes of mental problems today if people feel invisible. Like, no one notices them, even if they aren't invisible, which is almost even sadly worse, because people can actually see and interact with these people, but they feel like they're unobserved or left out or unincluded, and that can lead to the same mental problems. Maybe with that information, the next Invisible Man film or book or whatever you want to do will not be a such a literal meaning of Invisible Man, but a psychological thriller. More more like they're they're haunting their own lives, like no one can see them, but they can see them? Yeah, maybe like... Um, totally drawing a blank, but yes, something like that. <laughs> I dig it. Lots of fun. And we'll talk about more fun things after a word from our sponsor. While you're listening to this ad, I'd like you to look down. Now look back up. Are you wearing an awesome shirt that says Team Ryan O? Or a shirt with a duck with a cup spilled over that says Party Foul? Are you also wearing a really cool button that says Did You Know with Ryan O? Or a hat that says Team Ryan O? Or I Know Ryan O? Well, if you're not doing any of those things, you should be. And you can do so 
by going to zazzle.com slash store slash did you know with Ryan O. That's right, folks. I have my own merchandise shop and you can buy all sorts of amazing awesomeness pertaining to this podcast and show your love by once again going to zazzle.com slash store slash did you know with Ryan O. Wear it, share it, love it. And now back to our show. Did you know with Ryan O. So now that we've talked about invisibility in in general, about the the creepy people who no one can see for whatever reason doing weird and and insane and silly and creepy things, let's talk about something a little bit more light and friendly. Sure. So I have brought up a list about budget-friendly fall activities for the whole family. Yeah, that sounds like my alley. So, um, number one on this list via everydollar.com um, is go on a nature hike. Oh, yeah. It's number one on my list. Well, going on a hike is like always on your list. That's true, too. So, here they're saying like for a family, you can make a game out of a family nature hike by making a bingo sheet. Things like, ac- include things like acorns, like colored leaves, Fuzzy squirrels, whoever gets a bingo first wins. Ooh, I bet the treat should be ice cream. The treat should always be ice cream <laughs> or pizza. I love pizza. Ice cream. Okay, ice cream it is. Um, number two on the budget-friendly fall activities is have a picnic. Ooh, picnics are nice, especially at the end of a hike. Yes, but you have to be careful with the ice cream uh, at a picnic because it would melt and then you'd get ants. Oh, well, how about we have the picnic at the end of the hike and then go get ice cream when we get back? So what sort of food would you bring on a picnic? I'd bring sandwiches and maybe some fruit. Or if it was like a lighter snack thing, do like cheese and crackers and some fruit. And how would you make it a fall weather picnic? Um, I would have... Fall fruit. <laughs> All right. What would you say is like a fall fruit? Um, apples. Apples. Okay. I'm and in. You could have apples and peanut butter and then cheese and crackers. Nice. Sounds like a great time. And if it's cold, you could take some warm apple cider in a thermos. Well, while you're out on that picnic, you might also be able to go pick pumpkins. Pick pumpkins. Now, we learned that there's a difference between a baking pumpkin and a carving pumpkin. Yes. I don't really know the difference between those two, but we learned that there is one. Yeah, we were watching a Hallmark movie, and that's what showed up. So let's see. Difference between a baking pumpkin. By the way, that Hallmark movie is called Pumpkin Pie Wars. It's amazing. It's it's one of our favorites. It's kind of like the Hatfields and McCoys, but with... Pumpkin pie. Yeah, everyone loves the fall home. I mean, the Christmas Hallmark movies, but I think the fall ones are better. So, according to thekitchen.com, carving pumpkins are typically thinner and easier to saw into. They also have less guts on the inside, which are also grainier and and stringier, making them easier to clean. Okay. Whereas um, pie pumpkins for baking are usually smaller and more rounded. So, like, the taller ones, it almost sounds like, are the ones that you want to carve. 
And then the smaller, plumper, round ones are the ones for baking. Bingo. That's what, it's, that's what it sounds like based on nice. that website. I've never baked pumpkin before. I guess you would bake it and then scoop it out and use it for like pumpkin pie and pumpkin bread and pumpkin muffins and pumpkin ravioli and pumpkin souffle. I'm liking I'm this list so going. far. Yeah. <laughs> um, but have you done like squash before? We have made butternut squash soup last year for that, Thanksgiving. Remember? That's true. We did that one. I didn't really care for it, even though I've had butternut squash soup, which I love, but the one that I made wasn't that good. But everyone else enjoyed it, so that I guess that's what counts. I like zucchini. That's a type of squash, right? It is a type of squash. It's very good. So that goes good in stir fry and also can be baked into a bread. Oh, yes. And I have a recipe that we have not yet tried that's zucchini and corn chowder. If you want to know what that recipe is, just shoot us a, a tweet at the... Uh, you know, the old Twitter, did you know it was Ryan O? And um, I'll tell you what the recipe is. Yeah. If not, then I, I just won't tell you what the recipe is. Yeah, tough luck. That's right. Uh, so also on our budget-friendly fall activities list, visit an apple orchard. Ooh, I hope we get to do that in the fall. Uh, do, so the question here is, wh- where is the closest apple orchard? Well, to here, I have no clue. But when we go on our vacation... Next month, we might get to go to an apple orchard. Uh, let's see. Here it says, um, there aren't any places in Florida where you can pick your own apples. Yeah, because Florida sucks. So instead, you'd have to go harvest <laughs> the apple of the South, quote, unquote. Peaches! Or oranges. Peaches are better than oranges. <laughs> I agree. So let's go find a peach orchard and go hang out there and... Make some peach cider. Peach cider? Ooh, I've never had that. That would be delicious. It's going to be awesome with some uh, cinnamon donuts. Oh, yeah. So also here on this list of budget, fall, friendly activities, uh, we got uh, carving jack-o'-lanterns. That's always fun. I like carving my jack-o'-lantern. Especially after you've picked the pumpkin. Of course. You have to pick the pumpkin. So what you could do is you could go to the apple orchard, and while you're there, go on a hike. At the end of your hike, go have a picnic, and then after your picnic, you pick the pumpkins and then carve out jack-o'-lanterns. You could do this all in a day. Whoa! But then you'd have all this budget-friendly fall fun in one day. You could spread it out weekend by weekend. That's true. And the hike and the picnic thing, you could do it multiple weekends for sure. Oh, oh yeah. Um, we also have visit a corn maze. Ooh, yeah, or some, like, fall festivals. Those are always fun. My elementary school uh, used to have a fall festival to, like, raise money, and they'd have different booths. So, like, your your class would sponsor a different booth, and there'd be, like, little games, and you'd have, like, tickets to go play the games, and then there was, like, a little jail in the middle. You could lock your friend up in jail for, like, 10 minutes or something. And then there was a cakewalk where people donated homemade cakes, which were judged by different categories and got... You, could like win prizes for having like the best cake or the most creative cake or the most beautiful cake or whatever and then there's the cake walk where you would win a cake and you got to go up and choose from like five of the cakes that they had you know to give out at that time nice we had a cake walk at my uh elementary school but a lot of our like festivals and stuff had to be inside because in the fall it could be 
20 degrees outside. We should have them in September when it's not as cold. Sure, so it's 40 degrees outside instead. Whatever. It's not going to be 40 next month in Michigan. It probably it has been. In the afternoon? It has been. I find this hard to believe, people. I once went trick-or-treating. That's trick-or-treating. That's in October, mm. not September. It's still close enough. Good Lord. Mm. He doesn't listen. Apparently, I don't listen. <laughs> well, well, things that I do listen to. Um, another thing on this budget-friendly fall activity is go to a football game. Good luck. Yeah, that's not happening Okay, this football year. games are fun in the fall. You're right, but still good luck. Yeah, it's not happening this year. <laughs> um, make apple cobbler. Ooh, like baking fall stuff is really fun. What are some of your favorite fall stuff to bake? Um, I'm not, I don't know about apple cobbler so much that I like, but I like like apple crisp or like blueberry crisp that we make is really good. But you have to have yours with ice cream, like always. Oh, you have to have it with ice cream. You have to serve it hot with ice cream. Hello. Or um, like you could make like banana bread. Or like a chocolate uh, peanut butter cake. Oh, you know what we made last year? Remember I made pumpkin pie white chocolate chip cookies. Those were amazing. Those and a half. Those are good. They were like pumpkin snickerdoodle cookies with white chocolate chips. And if you also want that recipe, just tweet at us and we'll give it to you. If not, we won't. Yeah. 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 Baking is always fun because there are lots of yummy stuff, especially with apples and pumpkins. You can also make popcorn on the stove. Ooh, popcorn on the stove is yummy. I, I haven't had too much popcorn on the stove. Oh. We'll have to maybe do that then this fall. And then afterwards, we'll let you all know what the difference between microwave popcorn and stove popcorn, if there's like a flavor difference. Oh, there's definitely a flavor difference. One has a bunch of preservatives in it, one doesn't. <laughs> See, you already get like a little fun sneak peek at what's to come on that aspect. Um, roasting pumpkin seeds is another thing you can do. I suck at this. I don't like the ones that I've ever done. But what the inside, if you've already shelled the pumpkin seed, it's called a pepita, and you can buy them at the store. And I have some in the in the pantry right now, and I'm going to make, um, was it pumpkin seed, like chocolate bark? That sounds awesome. You can buy it at the store, which we've bought in it before, but you can't find it. You can only find it seasonally. So I'm going to make homemade pepita bark. Nice. And if you guys have a recommendation or a fun recipe on how you do your roasted pumpkin seeds, Tweet it at us or email it to us, and then we can share the wealth with all that fun information. Also, with the popcorn, like there's different stuff, like add additives you can do with your popcorn, like Parmesan cheese and garlic, or like cheese, or like just salt and pepper. What do you like to put on your homemade popcorn? Totally. Let us know. We'll, we'll spread the word. We can all enjoy fun, tasty fall snack treats together. Mm-hmm. Like uh, roasting marshmallows and drinking hot chocolate. Oh, yes. We can do that together. Oh, yum. Yum, yum, yum. Like roasting marshmallows. You and I have a difference in opinion on how roasted a marshmallow should be. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You like yours like pretty much burnt. You charred. Nicely charred. And I like mine just lightly brown. Yeah, we might as well just put yours in the microwave. Just lightly brown. That's all it needs to be. Just a little bit. Like mushy. Just, no, we mm. want ours to have a nice, like, nice crunch on it. So then, when you put it in that s'more, of course, it has like an extra yummy flavor. Now, mm. as for drinking hot chocolate, 
A lot of people have choc- hot chocolate in the, in the mixes and they put water. I prefer milk with mine. I'm weird. You know, I do like milk myself too. I mostly make it with the water, but the milk makes it really creamy. And you know what we should try to make this year is like that European drinking chocolate that's like super thick and creamy and indulgent. We should try to make that. And then if you make it just a little bit thicker, it can become like like a dipping sauce for like some sort of cinnamon treat. Ooh, yeah. Maybe we should try making like little cinnamon donut holes or something. Or like homemade churros. Yeah, those are fried. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, fried <laughs> yeah Ryan's making the homemade churros because I don't really feel like attempting that masterpiece. Oh, sure. I, I did pretzels, so. You sure did. I, I can try to make some fun things happen. Speaking of fun things, you could visit a haunted house if Ooh. if they're available and nearby. Spooky. I'm sure every area, if you go on a list, you can find a quote-unquote haunted spot. Mm-hmm. Just be careful that you don't take spooky things home with you. Yeah, don't do that. Don't bring spooky things home with you. Don't provoke the spooky things. That's not nice. How would you like it if you were like, man, I'm dead. And people are like, yeah, you're dead. Do something. You're like, no. I mean, that's like provoking the like the tiger at the zoo and then accidentally gets out. Don't poke a bear, kids. I <laughs> know. Just, just don't poke a bear, whether it's a ghost bear or a regular bear. <gasps> I love that one. Go for a Sunday drive. Yes, as she's reading off of my magical list here, the final thing on our budget-friendly fall activities is go on a leisurely Sunday drive. And it doesn't even have to be Sunday. If you're off and you're like, even by yourself, I used to go driving by myself, like to get out of the house and clear my head, especially in college. I'd been studying like all afternoon. I'd go on a drive. I'd put on some music. Sometimes if the weather was nice with the windows down, and that was... That was really nice to clear my head. So, especially if you live in a place where like the colors are changing, that's a pretty nice Sunday drive you'll be having. You could even do it with some nice cool tunes and create your own little playlist. Yeah, like a road trip fall playlist. What well, what band would you have on your road trip fall playlist? <laughs> I see that smile on your face because you already know my answer to this I question do. I because do. you set me up because it's John Mayer. <laughs> It's John Mayer's music is great as a little fun road trip. Oh yes, especially which um which album is Born and Raised? Born and Raised is like the best road trip cruising album. Yeah, that one in Paradise Valley. You put them together and they're they're a nice oh, calming the trip. I love those two albums. It was his quote unquote country but it's album. Not, it's not like twingy country. It's just like smooth listening. Nice soft, and relaxing. Yeah, relaxing music. I really like those too. Soft, fun, and friendly. Yes. And speaking of fun activities and fun places and whatnot, I have found an awesome list about the top 20 best fall getaways, thanks to USA News. Oh, yeah. I would love a fall getaway. Uh, so number 20, we got Vancouver. <laughs> Sign me up. Which, you know, they got leaves and temperatures. We also have um, some various uh, activities like the International Film Festival, a Halloween parade. And you could go through Stanley Park and spot the changing of leaves. Ooh, ooh, pretty. And don't forget the Capilano Suspension Bridge. Or like probably all the amazing food that they have in that city. Of course, we got to check out food. Um, We got Denver. That'd be fun. Yeah, having autumn in the Mile High City. Where you could do like a Denver Food and Wine Fest and October Fest or the Great American Beer Fest. Oh, yeah. They also have their parade and a film festival as well. 
Wow, that sounds awesome. Following that, we've got Seattle. Sure. Where where the average temperatures are like in the 50s and 60s. Okay, that sounds really nice. And so they got um, fall foliage. You can go to their gardens or Mount Rainier, or you can see some crisp red, yellow, and orange leaves like mid-October through November. Or they even have a November, in November a Northwest Chocolate Festival. Darn, I hate chocolate. Let's uh, log on and buy our plane ticket right now. That's terrible. <laughs> I guess we have to go. Um, so it, number 17... We got Santa Fe, New Mexico. Interesting. Because in their their like in their mountains that they have, um, Sangre de Cristo, they have a, a ski Santa Fe chairlift, which you can see all of the leaves and stuff change while you're going on the on the chairlift. Okay, that sounds fun. It's uh they also have Indigenous Peoples Day, and then the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta. Oh, yeah, with all those huge, cool balloons. So next on our list, we got Boston. Boston. That'd be fun, I guess. You could even New go England. to the um, of events like the Head of Charles Regatta and the Boston Arts Festival. Ooh, arts. That'd be fun. And uh, check out Beantown's North End restaurants and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yummy food. Followed by San Diego. All right. Interesting. Um, average temperatures are in the 70s. Sure. Yeah. It's not very fall-like, but okay. Well, you can go on the beach and hike the trails at the um, Torrey Pine State National Reserve. And there's, there's, there's some festivals and whatnot from September through November. Yeah, sure. Hawaii? What the heck? Yes. No way. Uh, apparently, number 14 on here is Hawaii. It's a weird list. This is a weird list. Um, you can do snorkeling and paddleboarding. I don't know if that's necessarily a fall getaway. I guess if you're in the fall time and it's just getting too cold for you too quickly, you can escape to warm tropical Hawaii. I, I guess that's the only way it makes sense. <laughs> we also have Prince Edward Island. Oh, yeah. Where the temperatures are between the 40s and 60s. Uh, so it's a little bit too chilly to enjoy the beach. But they have a international shellfish festival. The the Edward Island um, Fall Flavors Festival. They also, you can take your walk around the trails and see the fall foliage, which would be between September and October. That sounds fun. That's definitely on our list. So also on your list is Yosemite. Yosemite. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you got Glacier Point and T Tulum Meadows. I don't pronounce things well. Um, lots of colors, lots of cool stuff. And you can hang out in the Yosemite Conservancy. That sounds cool. We drove right by Yosemite, didn't we? Yes. Except it would have been in like a two-hour detour just to go to the main gate and back to our main road. But you got to be careful. You want to go in September to avoid snow-related closures. Okay. Um, San Francisco. A lot of festivals, including films, food, music, literature... And the temperatures are going to be in the 60s. I mean, fall is a great time to have a festival since things are cooling off. You can do a little bit more stuff outside. Speaking of outside, um, in the Mexican city of Oaxaca, I've, I'm not pronouncing that very well as well, um, 
has the annual Day of the Dead celebrations in late October. Oh, yeah. So that could be cool. Live music, lots of drinking, lots that'd of be, fun stuff. That'd be crazy. The Ad- Adirondacks in New York. Um, you know, it's New York, so you got 40 degrees temperatures and Olympic-themed exhibits from Lake Placid. Nice. So you could do stuff like that. Um, number eight, the Jackson Hole. That's in Wyoming, right? I believe so. Uh, it doesn't say on this magical I list. Think, I think it's in Wyoming. Whatever she said. Um, you get temperatures from the 30s to the 70s. Uh, the National Elk Refugee. Um, let's see. Because mating season is between September and October. I think they have a big festival. Yeah. I think I saw that on TV one time. And Giant Hot Springs. Ooh. They take a nice soak. Number seven, we got Charleston, South Carolina. Charleston! What up? Where you could hang out at the beach. And then there's some um, some more water sports and foodie experiences, and you could even head to their um, hay rides, pumpkins and treks through corn mazes at the Boone Hall Plantation and Gardens. Ooh, I bet that'd be fun. Uh, also on our list is Telluride, Colorado. Ooh, very pretty. Lots of hiking and and film fanatics. They have like a horror show, a horror film festival. It's right up my alley. That would be really cool. Uh, you could take pictures of fall foliage from the gondola. Ooh, yeah. Um, Got to check the operating hours beforehand because it might be closed for maintenance, so keep that in mind. Yeah, always check. Uh, number five, you got the Smoky Mountains National Park. All right. In uh, Tennessee, Carolina border. Yeah. Or you can hike the the Appalachians and Acona Lefty River. And um, you can check out some really cool trails and whatnot. Hiking. Sounds like a great fall activity. Speaking of hiking, Yellowstone. Whoa, Yellowstone. So we went from Yosemite to Yellowstone. That's Um, in Idaho, I think, mostly. Actually, it covers a couple of states. And you can do a lot of backpacking, fishing, and do some ranger-led programs from September through October. Nice. Well into November, but the later you get the closer or the more things will close due to weather. Probably. We also got uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Ooh. The Brew Blue Ridge Parkway. Yeah. That'd be pretty dry. A lot of vibrant colors and there's a, a tasty craft beers, it says. Um, Asheville has roughly 100 breweries. Dang. Yep. It's going to be terrible. We also got Sedona, Arizona. Sedona's pretty. It's pretty. Um the leaves might change in November. Wow. Because like, you can get into the 60s. So they got, they got sycamores, oaks, and maples. Okay. So so like October, November. They also have a Day of the Dead celebration and some other cool stuff. Nice. And number one is the Grand Canyon. Because it's the Grand Canyon. I mean. I don't what, need to say much more about the Grand Canyon. What time of year isn't a good idea to visit the Grand Canyon? <laughs> At night, apparently. Oh, well, <laughs> got to keep away from the edge there. Yeah, that would be a, a spooky thing. I wonder if someone's created a horror movie about the Grand Canyon at night. That would be scary. It'd, it'd be dark, too. You need a lot of blue filters. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that's some of our fun, cool places that you could um, check out and explore. But I bet there's also a bunch of cool places wherever you're at, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Like right in your own backyard. That's what's up. 
And speaking of backyards, um, I'm going to go tend to ours right after we talk about our question of the week. So we've got all sorts of spooky things that happen. Rachel, what do you think our question of the week for our guests should be? Um, let's see here. What is your favorite fall activity? All right. What is your favorite fall activity? You could let us know that by checking up, checking up on us on Facebook. Did you know with Rhino? Twitter. Did you know Rhino? Or you can um, check us out on sending us an email. Did you know Rhino at gmail.com. That's pretty much all we have for this episode. Thank you once again, Rachel, for joining us on this fun journey. Thanks for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And around here, we recommend that you find your awesome, hold on to it, and share it with the world. I've been Ryan O, and we'll see you next time. Did you know it?